welcome to the Keystone Kickoff Show from the Labatt Blue Studio. Labatt Blue and Labatt Blue Light. Bleed blue and white, drink blue and light. And don't forget to try the new Labatt Blue Light Seltzer Variety Pack. Available at retailers throughout Pennsylvania. Hello and welcome back to the Keystone Kickoff Show. It is quarter number two. I'm Jim Galante. He's Dustin Hawkinsmith. This segment, as promised, Dusty, we are going to talk wide receivers. Uh, Penn State got their transfer in for that position. Sounds like a good one. Mitchell Tinsley, six foot one eighty or so, from uh, Western Kentucky, put up huge numbers this past season. We're going to make the assumption Jahan Dotson is going to be gone. You know, after this season, going to declare for the NFL draft. So that leads to the question, okay, what's going to be the pecking order for the wide receiver room come the 22 season? Parker Washington is the top guy? I I certainly think so. You know, bringing in Mitchell Tinsley and what he was able to do at Western Kentucky kind of makes you think about it for a moment. And obviously, anytime you take the number one wide receiver out of a situation, there is a chance to have some reshuffling going on there. But it seems pretty clear to me that Parker Washington's ready to elevate his game. He's ready to be the primary weapon. He's ready to take on, you know, the number one cornerback from from the other team. He's ready to kind of face, you know, if he if he commands it, he's ready to face multiple defenders if he if he needs to. Uh, I don't know that there's a whole lot more that he could have shown or proven through two seasons to suggest that he's ready for that. Um, it, it it is a jump and. Um, you know, he doesn't have that cover of, of working with Jahan Dotson. He doesn't have that cover of, you know, somebody else commanding all that attention and respect and seeing a pretty steady diet of one-on-one, um, you know, coverage. So, yeah, I mean, you, you, you have some things that he still has to prove, but uh, he is an exceptional athlete, just like Jahan Dotson. You know, he, he plays in a way that his 5'11 frame isn't an issue. You know, he's not too small. He can make the acrobatic catch. He's got unbelievable bo- uh, body control. We've seen him, you know, in, in those same types of situations, whether he, it's a short pass that he can take the distance or targeted deeper da- down the field where, you know, like he, he's able to kind of high point the ball and make use of his frame. So, you know, everything that we've seen through two years, and I would certainly argue that last year or this this current season that we're, we're going to be wrapping up this weekend, uh, I don't think he was used as consistently as he probably should have been. You know, there were games where you just didn't have his number called. I really don't think it was anything he was doing wrong. It's just the offense didn't look in that direction very much. Um, so I, I think for him to jump into that number one role and for him to see a pretty steady diet of seven, eight, nine, ten targets each week is going to be volume that he's going to be very capable of, of delivering on. And remember, I mean, before 2020, Jahan Dotson hadn't proven much of anything, really. I mean, you saw flashes. You saw that he was he was a nice young wide receiver. But looking back to 2020, you know, we were having this conversation then of saying everybody in that room is going to be asked to do something they've never done before, including Jahan Dotson. And there were still some questions about whether this guy who's, who's 5'11", 180, is capable of putting an offense on his back. Well, I mean, he proved that pretty, uh, um, pretty adamantly. And I think Parker Washington can do the same thing next season. You make a good point there. I mean, we've gone from the K.J. Hamler to Jahan Dotson. It seems like Parker Washington, it's the natural uh, projection. But also, where uh, Jahan Dotson, 
you could see there were games where the Penn State game plan was, we got to get it into his hands and find ways to do it. And sometimes it was coming out of the backfield of some kind of sweep, that quick screen to him, and let him make a play. I'm anxious to see Parker Washington in that role because I think he has that break a tackle or make somebody miss capability in him. Oh, for sure. And, and I think his, his strength now, Jahan Dotson is a very special athlete. I don't know that Parker Washington right now is quite on par with that. Uh, but his bread and butter is give him a, bu- a bubble screen, give him an end around, do a jet sweep, short slants, short stuff. I mean, he, he can, he can take the ball and, and be a yard after catch guy. Um, just because, you know, five eleven, he's very uniquely built. Uh, in that respect, being 5'11", what, 205, he's built like a running back. His game profiles like like a running back. So when he is the guy who's on the receiving end of that, we got to get him the ball, and you're doing it with that short stuff where, where you're not making the quarterback think too much, you're helping Sean Clifford or whoever get into rhythm, um, he's one of those guys that can take a short pass and take it a long way um, just by breaking one arm tackle because he is tough to bring down, may, probably even tougher to bring down than Jahan. Dotson just with with his frame and what he does so but at the same time I mean that just like Dotson it's not the only thing that he can do you know he can be that guy who can take the lid off I really believe that he can be used in the intermediate he can be used on you know outside the numbers he can be used in the middle of the field I think it's gonna the the number one role is gonna suit him very very well which leads to the question where does Mitchell Tinsley the transfer from Western Kentucky fit in well, you know what I think is going to happen? I mean, I, I don't know that any of these guys are going to really, truly challenge Parker Washington because he's so established um, as their best receiver. But Mitchell Tinsley, I think, can, can really come in and challenge Keandre Lambert-Smith. You know, I think Malik Mega, if the offseason treats him well, if he's healthy, if he if he continues to develop, you could really have a pretty good three-way competition for the number two, three, and four job. You know, guys who have all at a certain point done something that that kind of turns your head. Uh, Malik Mega is is the least experienced and the least proven, the least productive of that group. But I think without a question, he's the highest ceiling of of those three. So it'll be interesting to see. I, you know, I think Tinsley coming in really can light a fire under Keandre Lambert Smith. Now you think about what he's been able to do. So last year, 2020. They there wasn't much incentive to not let him go through the, the the right growing pains as a as a true freshman and kind of be their number three guy. Now this this year there wasn't a whole lot of competition from beneath him for that number three job. So I think he's had obviously had to work for what he's done so far. He's had to grow and develop. And he has, but now you have a guy coming in. You know that that rise to number two isn't gonna be handed to him. Kind of like the last two two seasons, he's he's had a role where nobody's really capable of challenging him. I think that's going to be really the beneficial thing for Mitchell Tinsley is maybe his presence alone can help bring out more and more uh, out of Keandre Lambert Smith. And I'm you know I, I think a lot of people are rightfully excited about what Malik Mega can bring to this group. If he's your number four, if he doesn't if he doesn't kind of make that leap or if he doesn't jump either one of these guys on the depth chart, then you got all kinds of options in terms of the packages you use and number of wide receivers you can you can have on the field at the same time. I think they need to maybe, you know, have a, a guy or two step up and, and uh, you know, add some depth to this group. But in terms of one through four, I kind of like the mix. And remember, Malik Mega adds 
he's six foot four. They don't have that yep. in in the other three players. Okay, now we got to talk about what's left in that room before we get to the youngsters. Let's talk about the couple of veterans: Cam Sullivan, Brown, Daniel George. Again, these again seem like those guys who are entering about their eighth or ninth season with the team. They've been here such a long time. First of all, Dustin, do we even think they're going to be back? I would think that their you know transfer portal options are just move on. And if they do come back, do we think they could be a factor? Well, I mean, Cam Sullivan Brown uh, has has obviously been used more than Daniel George, uh, but you know you're looking at, at giving a guy a sixth season here and and needing to kind of have that make sense on both sides. Unlike I think Jonathan Sutherland and Sean Clifford so far, I don't know that there's there's quite the same level of mutual interest to to make that work and to, and to grant that COVID year. So I really feel like he's probably best served to take his experience and what he's learned so far. He's probably got eight or nine degrees by now, Jim. He's been in school for so long. Uh, go to you know go to a, a you know an FCS. Go to I don't know go to a Towson or something like that. You know, go there and and try to dominate for a season too. And see what you can do. That seems to make sense to me. Uh, and I would say the same thing about Daniel George. I mean, he it's been two years where um, the it was last year, the true freshman, Keandre Lambert-Smith, it was insurmountable for him. And now this past year, you know, uh, Keandre Lambert-Smith, Cam Sullivan-Brown, he just wasn't in the realm of, of, of making a difference on the field. Um, he's got some physical tools. He's an interesting player. But I just don't know if the Power 5 level is where he's going to make that impact felt. So I feel like he's another one who could, who could choose an, another option and probably have a year or two someplace else to, to kind of, you know, at least play some football and not to be, just be a practice player. That leads us to the question of, are there any of the players who are back who are the redshirt freshmen or the true freshmen? I know it's easy. You know, I always call it the shiny new toys, the incoming recruiting class, which we'll get to in a second. But let's talk about the returning redshirt freshmen. Harrison Wallace and Liam Clifford are two guys. Yes, Clifford, familiar name. That's Sean's brother. Uh, Who do we see popping up from the young guys? I mean, I think both of these guys, you kind of have to keep an eye to see, you know, if, if they make a leap in the offseason, if, if they make big strides, if they turn heads in the winter or, or the spring, you know, it's not out of the question that they can get into that, you know, number two, number three, number four conversation, too. It's not compl- it's not ridiculous. Uh, I think James Franklin and, uh, you know, they, they, they've talked about these guys with legitimate praise. Uh, Wallace being, you know, it seems to be the same cal- same category of player as Keandre Lambert Smith. He's a really good athlete, springy kid. Um, I think he 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 made a lot of strides behind the scenes this past year. And then Liam Clifford, you know, I think he, he's already, you know, according to him and Deshaun, he's already faster than than his brother. Um, we've seen him. I, I think he tracks the deep ball well, going back to his time in high school. Um, really pays attention to the little things kind of has that Clifford leadership and maturity about him. So I think, uh, you know, they both kind of supplement what is in that, that group ahead of them in a way that I don't know. I mean, it's not crazy. You're looking for, they they need to do something 
Um, pretty special in the offseason to really jump any of those other guys. I wouldn't project that happening, but I think the way they've spoken about these guys, um, it's definitely a possibility. And then uh, looking at the redshirt freshman, Jaden Dotton, kind of the same, you know, uh, physical possession type receiver. And we'll see what he's able to do to, to develop. But I think, you know, he's probably behind both those true freshmen at, at this point in time. Yeah, I, I would think so. You also now, um, and by the way, you and I were talking about this off the air, and watching Liam Clifford play, for me, I had that, gee, it's his little brother, and I don't know why that made me think, well, he's probably a pretty small guy. He was bigger than I thought he was going to be, and played more physical, used his body better than I would have thought. Real quick now, we have true freshmen, I would think, of all the Freshman, true freshman wide receivers coming in. Caden Saunders is the one you got to think about maybe bursting onto the scene. Yeah, I think best skill set, best, um, you know, with that quickness and speed. Uh, he's pretty technically proficient, too. So I think he's got the best package of skills to really challenge that group of three for immediate playing time. And I'd be surprised if he doesn't. Yeah, it, it'd be really interesting to see. And we have found out wide receiver is a position where they have been very willing to take fre- true freshmen and have them come in and hit the field right away. So it'll be interesting to see Caden Saunders. All right, that is it, Dusty, for quarter number two. Quarter number three, we're going to take a look at the linebackers. Stay tuned. This is where the temperatures are unkind. This is where water freezes in the blink of an eye. This is where the wind bites harder than a mid-ice cross-check. This is where the beer is always on ice. This is Labatt Hockey, played the way Mother Nature intended. Labatt Blue is proud to support pond hockey and all the hearty souls that like to play it cool. This is Labatt Hockey. Beer, Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York.